0: You're listening to episode 128 of the Redefine the Hustle podcast. Welcome to episode 128 of the Redefine the Hustle podcast, Redefining Artist Management with Kim Dickens. I'm your host, Suze, founder of the Rockstar Advocate and growth mindset and productivity coach for music industry professionals. I'm also the co-creator of the Rockstar Life Planner. This is the 2022 version and our 2023 version is now available for pre-order. So be sure to go and grab your physical copy today. Do not miss your chance to make sure you grab yours now. They ship on November 1st. You can go to our website, therockstaradvocate.com forward slash planner. Be sure to grab yours today before we take it off of our website until next year. And in case you are brand new to the Rockstar Life Planner world, what you'll find inside are weekly prompts and spaces to not only plan your week, but do it with intention. We also have spaces to reflect monthly as well as plan out your full year. It also comes with additional digital resources that you can download, such as checklists, spreadsheets, different templates like split sheet agreements, and vision boards that you can create yourself and save as the backdrop to your favorite smart device. So again, only a few days left to go purchase your physical copy and make sure that you get it come November 1st. Now last week I talked about taking action when life is messy, when you're feeling uncertain, when you're feeling like you're doubting yourself and your choices. I received messages from so many of you about how it resonated with you and how you really needed to hear it at that moment and I'm so happy to hear that because I kind of needed to hear it too. Know that you're not alone, and when something resonates with you, don't be afraid to share it in a comment right here on our YouTube page, because there are so many others feeling just like you, and your comment may be what they needed to hear right at that moment. And I know that if last week's episode resonated with you, this is going to take it to the absolute next level, because Kim is gonna show you how to show up and take action with people who lift you up and believe in your dream, or as she calls it, your North Star we all want to hear what you have to say so be sure to leave your thoughts below this video when you're done listening and let us know what you thought about my conversation with kim kimberly manuel dickens is an executive business strategist marketing expert entertainment consultant and investor during her nearly 20-year career she has lent her expertise to both fortune 100 brands and small businesses to aid in their organic growth her experience spans industries in media technology, financial services, and entertainment. She's worked with companies like GE, McDonald's, Johnson and Johnson in leadership roles, including chief marketing officer and senior vice president of product development. And if that wasn't impressive enough, she has also served as music director, musician, producer, and investor. And you'll hear her detail all of this later on in the conversation. It's pretty amazing. She's a professional member of the Recording Academy, a board member of Three Arts, and sponsors monthly events targeted toward providing exposure opportunities to local emerging artists. Kim holds an MBA from UPenn's Wharton School of Business and a bachelor's in general business management. I mean, she is not messing around she has married her business management know-how and her passion for music to help artists understand the structure of this industry, commercialization and distribution, brand development, and strategy. Now we discuss how positioning herself as an artist biz partner has helped her clients expand their reach and commercial success, allowing them to achieve numerous accolades, including industry award nominations, billboard chartings, and major sync placements. She currently lives in Chicago with her husband, Julius, and her twin daughters, Julianne and Kayla. And she's gonna let you know how she manages all of this. So don't miss a second, let's dig in. Kim,
1: thank you so much for being with us on this podcast. I've been waiting a long time to talk to you. I've been a fan for a while. So thank you for taking the time to be here. Thank you so
2: much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to to be here. Yeah. What I do depends on the day. But <laughs> um, within the entertainment and music industry, I wear a couple of hats, but it's all really just around artist advocacy, mm-hmm. funding, and helping them along their journeys, especially those who are trying to develop some kind of commercial approach, meaning you're trying to sell and market your music, your craft, to whatever audience that is. Maybe you're trying to get a deal, maybe just trying to get fans, but ultimately there are things that, you know, we all have to do and understand in that context. So I manage a couple of artists. Um, I do consulting with others.
1: And- oh, and I, I had this little
2: company called Fire Eyes Entertainment.
1: Yes. And I can't wait to dig in about that because, and that, that is what makes me such a fan because as you said, you are an advocate for, for those wanting a career in this industry. And it's not an easy industry. Um, and, you know, you, you really give so much uh, wonderful information on your Instagram. And uh, when I started following you, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I just, I really appreciate people who are generous with their knowledge um, and their advocacy for artists. So let's dig in. So sure. first off, as I ask every guest, how do you define or view hustle? And where do you think creatives or musicians or artists um, get it wrong? Wow. Well, hustle, um, that word generally
2: denotes some kind of being busy, right? Mm-hmm. And constantly moving constantly making progress, et cetera. Um, And I would say all of those things are true and necessary. For me, what's important is understanding what your hustle is about, understanding what you're hustling towards, uh, who are your key partners in that journey, whether it's your fan base, whether it's your immediate team around you. Um, But ultimately in being busy and constantly moving, progressing forward, but also progressing in the right directions at the right time.
1: Absolutely. And I know, you know, we haven't known each other long, but in the short time that we've interacted, um, one of the things that you've mentioned to me was the importance of having a North Star. So I'm curious, can you explain that to our audience? Like, what is the importance of having a North Star? And how does that inform your hustle? I think
2: in life in general this concept of north star just really means purpose, what drives you, the why behind mm. anything that you're doing in life. Now as it pertains to the entertainment and music industry, if you are an artist, you know, sit back and and think about, you know, why am I doing this? What is it that I am looking to either contribute to myself, enrich myself or enrich the world around me. And when you kind of have that, it could be the simplest North Star, like I, I want to help heal people, or it could be, I want to make as much money as I could possibly make, or whatever it is that the reason to me that it is so important, especially in the entertainment and music world is you've got a lot of distractions, right? You've got a lot of people telling you what you should do, what you shouldn't do, what you could do, You get a lot of questions of, well, why aren't you doing this? Or why aren't you doing that? Or I don't understand why why you're not so big now. Or I don't understand why you're not doing this kind of music. And those voices are so constant. Mm -hmm. They are constant, whether it's people physically in your space, whether it's social media, whether it's emails that you're constantly getting and pitches from companies asking you to sign up for their marketing services or their digital media services everybody's got something about what you should be doing right the way that you can kind of help weave through that and filter it in my opinion is is your north star is experimenting and trying new things good absolutely Uh, this industry is so dynamic and we are at such a pivot point with it changing you have to be ready to evolve you have to be ready to experiment that's fine but just in my humble opinion, that experimentation goes so much better when you have your why or oh, your yes. North
1: Star. Oh yes, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> so that's what I mean when I
2: say, what, what's your North Star and and you need to have it.
1: Yeah, it's, it is so important. I loved how you mentioned how much white noise there is in this industry. And even when it's valuable noise, if it's not in alignment with your North Star, it's not for you or it's not mm-hmm. for you right now. And and I think it's so important to have somebody like yourself on your team because it, with all the distractions, it's very overwhelming. And to have somebody in your corner reminding you like, well, what is a North Star and have somebody helping you figure that out. I think is, is so crucial.
2: Artists, please know that your team members have their own North Stars too.
1: Yes. In yes.
2: context to the work that they do for you. Right. And in context in the work that they are doing for their own businesses or, or whatever. And mm-hmm. fortunately or or hopefully, uh you have, you know, manager or PR or whoever your team consists of that are good, first mm-hmm. of all and are working in your best interests, But as, as you say, it's, it's part of our job, or as you alluded to it, part of our job is kind of keep you on track Mm -hmm. um, as well as keep ourselves on track. So you're getting white noise and voices all day. Trust me for every piece of white noise you get, we are getting 10 times as much about (laughs) what we should be doing with you, what we should be doing with our own businesses. Mm -hmm. And um, so just help each other stay
1: on track. Absolutely. And to that point, with the way that you work with artists, another thing that I really loved when I came across you on Instagram is that, you know, you call yourself a biz partner to musicians. And that really resonated with me. And so I'm curious, what made you choose that description rather than saying a coach or a manager or any other typical title? Why call yourself a biz partner to musicians?
2: I would say because I I kind of manifest um, in a different way than I think the traditional manager or the traditional coach. And that's not because I think I'm so special. It's just because of my background. I am a mu- trained musician personally. I grew up playing just about every instrument I can get my hands on. I've got a Prince guitar in my storage, like a literal mm-hmm. one. I thought I was going to be a female Prince. I did oh, <laughs> as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. And I was got into production, songwriting, and then you know I had those parents meaning those parents that said, you're fantastic, that's that's great, but my daughter is going to get a real job and get a degree. And you know what? I, I despised it once upon a time, but I'm like, thank God for it because it encouraged me to explore my other interests, which were in business mm-hmm. and companies and the corporate realm because I'm just naturally curious about how organizations and companies work right. and how to guide them. So with that said, I spent... The lion share of my adult career in the corporate world as an executive Mm -hmm. um, in marketing in business growth strategy and everything in between and i've worked with companies that span fortune 500 100 down to small businesses Mm -hmm. so when i got an opportunity for this weird moment in life where things kind of converge where artists started to come to me and say hey we see you around, we know you love music, but we also know you're this corporate girl or woman, or mm-hmm. can can you just kind of help me figure out how to operate more like a business or how to think about what I do that way? Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how I, I manifest. So at one moment, I'm, I'm talking to an artist, like a traditional manager, and we're booking gigs and doing this and doing that and the other. And then the next day, I could literally be talking to or coaching my artists around what it means to understand markets or target Mm -hmm. marketing and why that matters for you as an artist, just as much as it matters for McDonald's.
1: Who you've worked with. Yes. (laughs) You you know, you're the real deal. And one of the things that struck me, you know, your experience spans across so many industries, you know, um, as I, as I said to our listeners in the introduction, media, technology, financial services, and entertainment, do you notice any difference between the work cultures across these industries, or do they all kind of share the same type of, like, when when you work more in the music industry, do you notice a different work culture for better or for worse, or is it all kind of the same and it's just, this just happens to be the, the product or the service happens to be within the music industry?
2: A little bit of both, but I would say there are some very, very real differences around processes, around how people interact with each other, and around this concept that I call the value exchange in terms of how we approach it in the regular corporate or company world versus what happens in the entertainment and music industry. There are value exchanges going on all the time. mm in the business and corporate world, it's kind of very recognizable. Mm. Somebody's usually paying for something there. The value exchange takes place in price and dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So regard well, no matter what service I'm giving to you or product I'm buying, or if I'm working for a company, you know, effort gets rewarded by dollars and cents, right? Even down to when you go and buy something at your local Walmart, you're not haggling over, typically, you're not going to haggle over that value exchange. If I need to get some deodorant off the shelf, I go down aisle five, I get the deodorant, and I go to the cash register and pay 29 for, or however much
1: it costs. Right, right, right. right.
2: Um, in the entertainment and music industry, it seems as though sometimes that value exchange is elusive
1: mm-hmm. or
2: the need to haggle or the need to barter all the time. And it's just like... I get it, but just start thinking about things a little bit more sometimes transactionally. Not all the time is someone trying to get over on you, nor you should you be trying to get over on somebody else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, pay for what you want. Mm-hmm. If you can't, find a way to make a true value exchange and stick to your word. Yes. And the other thing that I notice, and, and sometimes this kind of fuels that ambiguity around the value exchange mm-hmm. is... Everywhere else there are these like laws and regulations about how we operate as a business. Right. In the music world, not so much. I mean, there's some things like copyright law that float around and maybe if you're dealing with a big corporation, they may have a, a HR team or operations team, but mostly right. that stuff's non existent here. Right. And, you know, I kind of knew that anecdotally coming in because again, mm-hmm. I have this background in music. I did it all the way up through my twenties and then just kind of made a pivot. But once you get back into it, you are literally shocked at how mm-hmm. little structure, regulation, whatever is around. And I don't mean to the point or for the purpose of hampering people or making it a drag, but just sure. making it more easy to navigate, more consistent. Sure. Well, so and- it's, it's definitely the wild, wild West in ways that I mm-hmm. I'm like, Ball Street's nothing compared to
1: this. Right. <laughs> that's what I always find so interesting. I mean, I, I've worked a little bit outside the music industry, but for the most part, my mo, my whole adult life is within the music industry. And so when my friends and my family work in other industries, sometimes I'll say something or I'll tell them a story and they're like, wait, what? And <laughs> Or they'll share things with me and I'll be like, oh, wow, that's how that works out there. Like, it's yeah, just yeah, so right. You're different and and you know, reading your background and 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 seeing all the different things that you've done in other uh, industries, you know, with your credentials, you could be at a big time label or even in a completely different industry with less stress of this ever changing wild wild west landscape. So, what inspired you to create something like Fire Rise Entertainment and? and be a business partner to musicians. Um, What spurred that on or or attracted you um, after having experience in other industries?
2: Well, I'll start with I live and breathe music, Mm -hmm. period. To know me really deeply and personally is to know nothing is going to touch Kim more than both the creative process and the output of Mm -hmm. music. I can't exist without music. And it doesn't matter if it's done right, if it's orchestrated right, if it's put together well, it could be hard rock, it could be country, it could be R&B. If Mm. you grab me the way that you know you're supposed to, if you know what the hell you're doing, I'm in. So that's kind of like the first layer of it. Music has always been a huge part of of me in my life. You know, I remember growing up, aside from me trying to play every instrument I could get my hands on, I come from a very musical family. Yeah. As well. You know, I had those aunties and uncles who like had little groups and sang at local clubs like the Supremes or the Marvelettes. Um, So it's just, it's, it's how I, I grew up. So You know, fast forward through, you know, like I said, the early stages of life, being in bands and playing and producing, then the whole corporate thing. Um, I got this call one day from um, an artist because I was always kind of present, meaning Mm -hmm. even though I was doing the corporate thing, I was, you know, at concerts if, and also kind of had an eye on upcoming talent. And I'm very resourceful. So if I find you and I think you're fantastic, I want to find a way to get in touch with you and maybe like what we call sow a seed, a financial seed, just encouragement, keep going. And I just kind of did that stuff all the time and didn't think twice about it. Well, one of these people called me one day and said, hey, you've been a huge fan and supporter of mine, even like monetarily. And I kind of looked you up. I admit, I looked you up. I'm like, Okay. And, you know, don't you do something like marketing and management or whatever? And I went, yeah. And I'll shorten the story, but basically that was the first time an artist came to me and said, or gave me this opportunity to merge my love for music, my love for artist advocacy, and then my love for business. And they were just like, you know, I get the music part and I get kind of how to navigate this industry, but I'm, I'm missing something about how to really do this in a structured way. And like I said, to think about things like a business, how to build a team around me. So can you mind helping? Mm -hmm. And again, long story short, there was a little bit of back and forth where I was like, I don't have time for this. But ultimately, I I said, okay. Um, Honestly, that's how it it started. And I'll go back to something I said earlier, I manifest a little bit differently Mm -hmm. than your traditional, traditional manager or And That's something that I had to get comfortable with um, initially because I had, again, so much white noise and so many voices saying, oh, well, this is how you're supposed to manage, or this is how you're supposed to market. This is how you're supposed to do that. And I went, look, I'm XX years old. There's a certain way that I do things and there's a certain value that I believe I bring to the table that's different than the other, my other peers. I'm never going to knock what they do. They may knock what I do for a minute because they don't understand it. But we're all trying to figure out this conundrum of this music world, business and industry, together. And um, yeah, that that's the that's the kind of story about what inspired me or how I got there and how things look when I show up.
1: Yeah, no, I I love that and and the fact that you you know the the first person that you became a business partner with, you know, the first person that convinced you to say, okay, I'm going to guide you and and work with you, you were a fan. I mean, there's nothing more authentic and beautiful about being a fan and being a supporter and making that leap into an advocate and, and a guide and a mentor and all of the many hats that you wear um, with them. And so as it grew, and when you decided to start Firewise Entertainment how, how do you now decide who to work with? Like, what do you look for in a quote unquote business partner? Um, when you, when you decide to work with somebody, because I know that first person really, you know, had to, had to sell you in a certain way, but you already believed in their abilities. So, so what does that look like now when, when you get approached or you're looking at, at other people?
2: I'm glad you picked up on the the fan thing. Um, you know, until maybe I get a little, I'm using air quotes, you guys, you can't see me until I get a little (laughs) better about this. I I absolutely have to be a fan of what you do, your craft, your music. And that that's just a personal thing. There are lots of folks out here who will just, you know, sign you up, take your money and they'll work with you. But for me, because this is a passion and because I, again, live and breathe, music. And listen, it doesn't have to be that I listen to you every day. It's just, you know, I want to feel that connection to your craft and your art and your passion about what, what you're doing. So yeah, I want to be a fan first of yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, I love Number that. two, you know, what is it that you are asking for or that you're seeking? Because I may or may not be the right, quote unquote, partner for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, folks, you know see me or come across me on social media or they see me at a show where I am with one of my clients and it's like oh my god want to you know, potentially talk to this lady and we get to talking and i find out at the end of the day you really just need a digital marketer
1: mm-hmm. and i don't mean
2: to use the word just that that's mean cuz what right, they do I, it's just like amazing right but um
1: for more specified you know, and short term type thing yeah, yeah
2: versus a longer term management relationship, right. right? Right. Um, so there there has to be some match where my skill set and the value that I can bring to the table uh matches your need. Right. Right. Um and the third thing is, you know, how much of I would say my time or effort do you want and how do you quite frankly can you compensate? And some people mm-hmm. I don't I don't charge anything for, I may not charge a lot, but if you're saying I'm at the stage in my career where I want and need a manager, right? Mm -hmm. Artists, I'm pleading with you, please understand what that means. Not just to me, but even to the traditional manager. Right. Once a person partners with you in an artist manager relationship, You become a part of their family, a part of their Mm -hmm. DNA, a part Mm -hmm. of their financial structure. And there is time and effort they are spending working and doing things for you behind the scenes, as well as on the front lines that you may or may not ever know about. But it's Mm -hmm. time and effort that we are taking away from other projects, other businesses or whatever to work with you and to help propel your career or Help to shore up your foundation. And so if you're not at a stage where you're ready to negotiate some kind of compensation for that, you know, be honest about it up front. Right. Number two, when it's asked of you, please do not do the thing of I've seen some artists do. Well, well, what what am I paying for? But don't do that because you'll mm-hmm. never get a call back from me right. or anybody else. <laughs> exactly. Um, because again, it's it's a job. It's right. a job. And again, it, it, it's fine if you're not prepared um, right. financially to, to compensate for that. Again, going back to value exchange. and I was just going to say,
1: it sounds <laughs> like, you know, you have to be clear on your value
2: exchange. Exactly. It, hey, self-manage for a while, or maybe get a couple of coaches or, you know, people that mm-hmm. can mentor you until you're at that stage. It's totally right. fine.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, that's what I say to clients all the time that when I started seven years ago, there really weren't any coaches. It was like everybody was calling themselves a manager or talking, and it was just like short term getting you over a hump type thing or a consultant. The word manager was getting really muddied. Mm -hmm. And I would always say to people who came to me, I said, I am not a manager. I, I am not here to work behind the scenes and partner with you in that way and, and do that. But what I am here for is to help you get to that point and to help you get clear on how you're going to get there or, or what is that right path for you? Who is the right type of manager for you? What are your need? You know, as a mindset coach, getting you confident to to that place and, and getting you understanding the full scope of what that work entails. Um, and so for you to be able to say to somebody, you know, you're not ready for me yet, or this is not, you know, as I, as I would tell people, is there anything for them to manage, you know, for you to be able to dig your teeth in and do your best work, there has to be something there. And, and I really love how you summarize it as like, what is the value exchange? Um, I really think that's so important for our listeners to take away for all you tuning in right now. It's what, think about what your value exchange is if, and when you're ready for a manager and to work with somebody like Kim, or you're hiring a one-time digital marketer to help you with a one-off project and, and teach you how to do ads or, or run a campaign for you much different scope, uh, and value exchange there. Exactly. And if yeah.
2: you're not at that point, we are ready for a manager, and you need some advice or coaching. Hey, I'm fine to do that. Sure, there's also a value exchange there, <laughs> but you know, yes, exactly. You know, and and if if you're not clear on what you need or you want, I'm willing to to talk with that through you. But once we land somewhere, it, right. it's going to be after we we talk for a little bit. There are very few people that I have worked with or work with now that I did not really know or get to know them over the course of a few months, Sure. sometimes years before we sign up for any kind of formal business relationship.
1: That to me is the most authentic and transparent somebody can be, you know, going into that type of, it, it is, as you said, you become family and it becomes part of your daily life. It is a full commitment. On both people's parts so just like any other <laughs> relationship <laughs> right you, you know rushing off and just you know getting into business overnight with somebody isn't uh isn't always the best thing so i love your approach and i'm curious as you move through your hustle and and keeping in mind what your north star is how do you manage mom life and work life and your own personal life like how how do you find a balance? Is there a balance, um, that you can, that you can share with our listeners in terms of everything on your plate and then taking on, you know, somebody else and, and other, other clients, um, how do you kind of approach that?
2: Thank you for asking me that. Cause I ask myself that every other day, <laughs> how are you doing this? right? Um, right. <laughs> for me personally, I, I just have, um, energy and a concentration level that has the capacity to juggle um, Mm -hmm. those things. And some of them I can't do anything about. I mean, I can't ship my kids into a cargo box and send them somewhere. So (laughs) they are here as is their dad, my husband. Mm -hmm. And then there's their whole corporate life, which I still have. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're my artists. Right. And um, you said a very important word that I have Um, I mentor other young folks who are looking to have or raise families. Mm -hmm. And that word that you talked about was balance. Right. And I honestly don't believe balance is the right word. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The way I better describe it is time management and Mm -hmm. give and take. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that for a certain moment of time during the day, your focus is on a, b c and d got to take a back seat (laughs) versus later on in the day it's all about d right and sometimes it's more monthly thing you know this Mm -hmm. month i'm really really honed in on this part of my business or for this client next month it's something else right Right. um but ultimately how it works for me and i'm still learning this but Mm -hmm. even from the beginning it, it was uh understanding your capacity and setting the right boundaries, and I don't mean boundaries that we talk about so much today about blocking people and shutting people out. I mean that's part of it, but it's just being very, very self aware um, about what you can handle, how you manage your time um, and making sure that everybody around you who's expecting something of you understands those maybe a better word of guardrails right. Mm. So let's talk about from a artist, whether I'm doing consulting or management side, those guardrails that you have to set up sometimes are tied to your North Star and mm-hmm. making sure that you and your clients understand what your collective North Star is and what your individual North Stars are. And when things start to peel off certain ways, have a discussion about it, but just make it clear, very clear I can't get to that part right now (laughs) or, okay, we'll talk about that later. But right now we got to focus on these North stars and these guardrails around that because you're not, Mm -hmm. number one, you're not my only client. Um, And then number two, you're not my only demand in life. And we have a very productive and friendly conversation like that. It's very few times where I've had to kind of like lay down, slap rulers and like, no, 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 leave me alone. People are right. mostly respectful. Right. Um, and then for the family front, you know, with the husband and the kids, making sure that they understand what I do, mm-hmm. right, on a on a daily basis. So for me, a typical day looks like get up early in the morning, feed the kids, spend some quality time with them so they know that mommy loves them and cares, and get them off to school, or in this case, where <laughs> they're homeschooling, get right. them logged into their their class. Right. And then it's just like, hey, mommy's going to be on calls for the next three hours. And sometimes I make it very clear to them, you can't come upstairs right now. Right. Then other times, hey, you can kind of hang around. You can come and sit, but just, you know, be quiet. Right. 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 So, again, just to, to answer your question, the it's less of a balance, but just understanding the, the give and take and mm. being methodical about it. And then when things don't go the way that you plan, just be pliable and flexible. And then always, always give yourselves moments to rest, recharge, whether it's five minutes or whether it's a day. You've been on my page now. You see where during the summer, I would just go and disappear on a boat somewhere. Yep. (laughs) That was just kind of like my self-therapy during the, the summer last year. Just kind of take a breather and say, hey, the world keeps turning if I'm not hustling. Right. Every single exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. No, I love that. And yeah, to me, it sounds like, you know, yeah, rather than balance, it's like this manageable cohesion mm-hmm. of, of everything working together. And, and I think, you know, I love how you broke it down where if you've got A, B and C and D as priorities, sometimes A is going to take a front seat. And sometimes it's going to take a backseat and and something else is going to step up, whether, as you said, whether it's by the hour or by the month or whatever it calls for. What I'm hearing a lot come up in, in my conversation with you is awareness, awareness of the value exchange, awareness of where you are. In your path and whose help you need, um, and and awareness for what your priorities are and what your guardrails need to be. That's that's what I'm taking from this conversation, and it's it's just uh, wonderful and refreshing to hear. So thank you.
2: No, thank you very very much for yeah. the time to to share a little bit. And I'll just go back to for me at the end of the day, I'm a just huge artist advocate. And I want to see artists win. I want to see artists do right by the people who are surrounding them so that
1: you can get us the good music, man, because I yes. need it. You know, <laughs> I know. I was gonna say this world <laughs> needs it so much mm-hmm. more than ever. And and as we wrap up here, I just want to end on on something that I ask each of our guests, because I know our listeners get so much from it, looking back, because you you've had such a colorful and 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 just rich experience across so many industries, what do you feel has been a redefining moment in your career? What, what stands out for you as whether it was a pivotal moment or just a standout uh, moment for you when you, when you look back at at everything you've done so far?
2: Well, there were two, but Mm -hmm. one of them I already told you about that. The first one was when I got that call from, the artist to do Mm -hmm. something that I never really thought about before.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. And that
2: was merging these multiple existences that I had. Right. Right. And so kind of like the big lesson learned in that and the takeaway that I would leave with everyone is take opportunities to explore and shatter self boxes and boundaries that Mm. either society your parents work or whatever have set up for you that says, no, you have to live in this box and be this way. And that's the only box you can have. Uh, And with artists nowadays, you know, I believe artists have always been dynamic, but I think that there's just an even greater freedom that a lot of artists, especially independent artists have Mm -hmm. to be more than what they even think they could be. Whether it's the type of music you do, whether it's the type of people that you work or write or produce with, or, you know, if it's that you're going to do the, the music thing, plus have another business and something that you're interested in, right? right. I've, I'm seeing a few artists do that these days. Give yourself the freedom and the grace to do that. And then give your fellow artists the grace and the freedom mm. to do that. Um, so that was the first one. Probably the other one was when this is my very first management gig Mm. getting that artist to billboard status multiple award nominations with just a skeleton team and no label Mm. we weren't even thinking about it at the time it just kind of happened because we were Mm. working (laughs) and again understanding value exchanges and having a north star and just pushing forward through the noise and that's why i have these principles now It's because, Mm -hmm. again, in hindsight, when we were sitting there in the awards auditorium, we went, um, how did we get here? Yeah. North Star, being intentional, value exchanges. Right. And yeah, so I think that ultimately the sky's the Mm -hmm. limit when you are focused, when you're going after your passion and, you know, don't worry so much about what you don't have or what you don't achieve. Mm. Take moments to see your achievements, take stock of them and then say, hey, how did I get here and write it down and then make it a part of your playbook going forward.
1: That That is an excellent note to end on. I thank you so much for sharing this wisdom and this insight with our audience. And it's it's so awesome to have somebody who's come from different paths and come from other industries and and is able to... Be such an advocate for artists. And what I love about you and what I said at the beginning too is I think the reason that you are such a a great advocate for artists is because not only are you one yourself, but you're also just a fan. You're just a true fan of talent um, and of good music. And and we need more more people like that advocating for artists and and guiding them through their journey. So thank you for being here and thank you for
0: advocating for
1: the artists out there
2: it was a pleasure thank you so much for having me
0: oh so many key takeaways i absolutely love kim's outlook and her commitment to her passion for music above all else so what do you think let me know in the comments below what you took from this conversation with kim And be sure to connect with her on Instagram because you are going to learn a ton. Now links with where to find her online are below this video in the show notes. So be sure to click on them, connect with her, and tell her I sent you over to say hello. And if you're not watching here on YouTube, be sure to email me, suz, S-U-Z, at therockstaradvocate.com and let me know what you thought of this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope to see you back here next week for a brand new episode. Take care.